0: But the only thing really that there is to do is to forgive and forget.
1: So I really do. I want to forgive you. And I want to forget you. Welcome back. To That's Loaded, a So Fucking Iconic podcast (laughs) with
0: Caitlin B. (laughs)
1: And Sarah Bell, we are so excited about your guys' feedback from last week's episode. It was so good, and we want to say thank you so much for that.
0: Yeah, Bridget was so fun and knowledgeable and made learning about Enneagrams. I feel like really easy to understand. A lot of people's feedback were like, I finally get it. And Mm -hmm. now I want to do it to all my friends. I literally have a note section now on my phone where I'm just asking everybody (laughs) what their Enneagram is, their
1: Zodiac. I'm just keeping a running tab. I had five friends from home text me being like, oh my God, I listened to your podcast and it just makes so much sense for blah, 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 blah. My best friend from home, Jenna, was like, I knew you were an eight. And I was like, "Mm." you're like, "Mm -hmm." I'd
0: be like that. It makes sense, you know? Yeah, we love seeing what you guys are, too. So if you haven't listened to the episode yet, what are you doing? Because Bridget was the best. Go listen to that episode and comment on episode. It's always our our favorite episode every single week. But, you know, I feel like that's a good problem to have, right? Right. yeah, let us know on our Instagram. We have a post with Bridget, so go comment what your Enneagram is. I feel like there was a lot of three-wing twos and a lot of eight-wing sevens. So I don't know if that's just – people know that's what we are now, but –
1: I was like, you know what? It makes sense. They want to identify (laughs) as like a Sarah or a Caitlin. I get it. You You can
0: only be one or the two. (laughs) Just kidding.
1: (laughs) There's two type of people in this world. While we're at it, we are going to start giving shout outs of (gasps) a review every week because we truly, truly appreciate every review we get and back in the day we used to do this on youtube
0: yeah oh my gosh every comment i was i mean i still get like so excited if there's a really nice comment because you know sometimes <laughs> the the negative ones outweigh them so Rita's do you have like a loaded review you want to read because i love these so much
1: so this is from sinful lifter she said so fun to see another side of the care of friendship and things that were never mentioned on youtube i listened to the psychic predictions episode the day it came out and oh my god Mm. t a few days later one of the predictions came true if you know you know so thank (laughs) you for your five star we love you we appreciate you we see you we see you, we love you, and you're the
0: best. And that Kimye prediction was announced the day we actually posted that episode, which I thought was I wild. Because I, I I didn't think it was that surprising that they were gonna get divorced. I really no. didn't, I did see that coming. And if you if you follow
1: like Dumois on totally. Instagram,
0: you saw this coming for a while. But I was shocked that it was the day that we uploaded the, the episode. I was like-
1: We actually synchronized it with Chris Jenner.
0: <laughs> we did. Oh freaking love Chris speaking of someone told me that she has like a
1: memoir out and I need to read it really I think I bought that whenever I was living when we lived together remember Did we went to really? Barnes Noble and I had it that was back when I read <laughs> <laughs> you do like, like audio audiobooks books now in. right yeah yeah I love audiobooks have you read any
0: good books lately because I love book recs
1: no I just downloaded one that I Heard of from Ami Song because I watched her YouTube video about her favorite books that she read last year. Okay. Um, I forget what it's called, but this is really helpful for everyone listening. <laughs> and then I actually rented one from my library because if you guys don't know, a lot of libraries have audiobooks mm-hmm. that you can rent.
0: So just
1: online, you don't have to go in or anything, obviously, because our libraries are all closed here in Nashville. Mm -hmm. But over like the beginning of the pandemic, I found that out and I was listening to a lot of audiobooks. So now, obviously, the really popular stuff is checked out. This was like an older book, but I also found the books that Bridget recommended about Enneagrams, so yes. I, still I have 14 to days Ooh. to listen to those, and I'm very, very excited. We're
0: going to be en- Enneagram Queens.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much going to be, be Bridget. Basically experts, yeah. <laughs> We're coming for your brand, Bridget. <laughs> Before we get into the episode, I want to touch on something. Did you see Real Housewives of Salt Lake City looks for the reunion? No, I only saw Meredith's
0: on Instagram, but I haven't seen Mm -hmm. the rest of them.
1: They're all like American Girl doll vibes. Please look it up.
0: Okay, I'm going to Google this right now.
1: I had a high hopes for these women, and they did not deliver the tea. Huh. Okay. Uh, First impressions, I'm
0: surprised that they didn't – Go with – I feel like this whole – their whole branding for Salt Lake City has been very, like, Ice Queen vibes. Mm-hmm. And I really thought they were going to just take that to the reunion and do, like, an all, like, white, silvery-blue kind of wintry vibe and just, like, yeah. go for it. But it looks like they're all going to a holiday party. Heather's dress
1: is one of the worst, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They really do look like American – like, my American Girl doll had that dress. Yes, 1,000%. It was like a match me dress for sure.
0: It's also a good like prom-esque outfit. Yeah. yeah. Lisa I think was
1: the best dressed, but
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, hers is definitely the best. It looks the most like normal. Nothing really going on. Mary, what is I don't know what this outfit is. <laughs> it's it's there's way too much happening. <laughs> there's a lot happening with the rest of their dresses. Um I really don't like any of them. So that's a no for me. I really yeah. wish they <laughs> They, they went with the ice queen vibe, but you know, next season we can.
1: We- we'll post it on our Instagram story so you guys can see the Ooh, outfits yes. that we're talking about because mm. they are interesting. And we would love to hear what your guys' thoughts are and also your thoughts on Real Housewives with Salt Lake City so far. We love we Salt Lake love. City. We love reality television, which brings me to today's topic. We were inspired by reality TV, you guys. We were. <laughs> And our lives, but, like, it's fine.
0: (laughs) Well, so we also recently did that Instagram trend where you do, like, true and false questionnaire. And Sarah and I both got questions about past friendships and if we're still friends with certain people. Mm -hmm. And we were like – we were texting each other and we were like, gosh, like, how do people first of all remember this? How do they how do they still think about it? I got multiple questions about this mm-hmm. every time I do a QA. So I'm like, clearly people are having this on their mind. But also I feel like it's a really relatable topic that people go through definitely hardships with friendships in their 20s and friend breakups, which is what we're gonna talk about as well. And you know what? They they suck, but it's life.
1: Yeah. I mean, we always have that idea that. You know, when you say you're BFFs with someone, best friends forever. I mean, is it really it's a forever? statement, you know? Yeah.
0: So yeah, we're going to talk about friendships in your 20s, friend breakups, kind of our experiences a little bit with this. I have a couple different, you know, ranging from like super just dramatic when I was a kid to more recently and also dive into like red flags to look for and also how to cope and move on from friend breakups and how to initiate that. And we're not going to sugarcoat it because, you know, it does suck.
1: Mm-hmm. They're worse
0: than a lot of romantic breakups. But you're definitely not alone if you've if you've dealt with this because we've had our fair share.
1: I remember watching The Hills growing up and I'm pretty sure her, like Lauren Conrad's breakups hurt me more. Or sorry, her friendship her breakups. Friend. Mm-hmm. Like when she'd be crying to Audrina or Lo or whatever. Those hurt me. Way more than, you know, her breaking up with Jason. Oh, so much more.
0: I am not going to lie. I watched back the yacht scene, which we'll discuss in a little oh. bit. And I cried yesterday. And I don't know if it's because I'm on my period. But it's like, whoo,
1: it's getting a little <laughs> wet in here. So sad, especially if you can like
0: relate to. I think that's also it is, is being yeah. able to relate to that. I was like, ooh, this is hitting a little
1: too hard. I know. It's it's so sad. So it's so funny watching watching The Hills when you're our age versus like Mm -hmm. when we were younger. If you haven't rewatched it, I highly recommend it because it's kind of almost – it reminds me of Sex and the City where there's so many things that you can actually like relate to and you're like, holy shit, life lessons, if you will.
0: And I know a lot of it was scripted or just for – The TV, but at the same time, they're like that. That breakup, her and Lauren and Heidi was raw. Like, if you watch it back, I'm like, damn, this is not scripted. Like, this is this really happened. You can just feel Mm -hmm. the emotion, and it's like, oof, this is it's hard to watch, honestly.
1: So, that's what inspired this week's episode. We're Mm -hmm. really excited to dive in and let's get to it. Let's get to it. So, our 20s friendships through the times, Sarah? Your early 20s? Yeah, I thought about it because the way friendships change so much in your 20s, I feel like they almost change more in your 20s than they do in like your teenage years. You know what I mean? Because when you're a teenager, you're kind of forced to be friends with people because you go to school with them. Yeah, it's your bubble. Yeah. That's all you know, really. Mm Mm-hmm. But then like once you go to college, things I feel like completely change because you have so much freedom of meeting new people. So mm-hmm. your early 20s is like when you're still in college. Usually you're in college till like 21, 22 mm-hmm. and really early post grad, And you're having so many different friendships and what was really important, like popularity was so important to me. Oh Every time God, I'd yeah. go home from L.A. it was like about how many people came out to see me as opposed to the people that actually came out.
0: Anytime I would go back, even from, I went to school in Nebraska for those who don't know. So even when I went back to Minnesota for holidays, like you try to pump out and see as many people as possible. You had to be seen at any kind of party Mm -hmm. or bar or whatever. And I also remember when I went to college in Joined a sorority and made friends with a bunch of people on my dorm floor in my classroom. It was all about like proximity, so it was awesome. I remember thinking like I'm gonna have such a huge wedding one day because I'm gonna have to invite my entire oh, yeah. sorority. I have so many friends, <laughs> and I was not like thinking about the quality of these friendships. Which was just because they were around me. I was like, mm-hmm. I I just have so many friends, and now I'm like, oh Caitlin, like on top of that, you have your high school friends at that point too, but they're more like surfacey and just proximity. Friendships, which is fine. That was just kind of the culture of college, honestly, mm-hmm. and, and joining a sorority and such. So yeah, I would say it was more surfacey at that point. And
1: then you move on to your mid-20s and mm-hmm. things start to like dwindle down. People are getting jobs, they're getting boyfriends and Hell we yeah. find other passions and the passions aren't always the exact same. And I feel like you don't necessarily have yeah. to have the same passions as your best friends or friendships mm-hmm. in general. But no, it's just where you put your time for those passions because some people are going to prioritize job, all that stuff over mm-hmm. their f- time with Social. their friends. Yeah. So your s- circle becomes smaller. Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel like we could almost, almost make an entire episode in the future about making friends after oh, yeah. high school or college or just moving away in general because I can't tell you how many DMs I get probably weekly with people struggling with this. They're like, how do you make friends? And especially now Mm -hmm. where everyone isn't really going into an office and meeting people, like, it's difficult. So, yeah, if that's something you guys want to hear, let us know. Yeah, it it can be such a slow, like, unintentional progression of having all these friends around you to moving away, doing your own things, and you're not necessarily thinking about keeping in touch with every single person that Mm -hmm. was in your circle. And it's not, like, a bad thing by any means – It's just – I think proximity has a lot to do with it too. I have so many friends that nothing happened necessarily. It was just we moved away and are doing our own things. And it's just life. Like whenever we see each other, it's like we picked up where we left off. But Mm -hmm. we don't have to be in constant communication with each other.
1: And then once you move into your like late 20s, that's when things are – way different in okay, my eyes ew, the
0: fact that we're in our late 20s i, I feel so
1: old but in our, tw- our late 20s i feel like it's we have a whole new set of eyes and we can easily spot which ones are the good ones and which ones are the bad ones you know what i mean because oh yeah we've dwindled down the friendships we've seen what people prioritize we see what just people are and the things we value. So they're true just, colors. I feel mm-hmm. like moms
0: growing up especially had has such a good like into like the mom intuition with this. And if you ever brought a friend over as a kid, and you know, if your mom like didn't like them, they were super oh, obvious about sure. it. And obviously you kind of like retaliated because you're like, no, and I'll talk about this friendship later as well. But it's so funny how they're always right they always know and I feel like you kind of develop that sense too in at least your late 20s hopefully and you kind of just see yeah exactly you see people who they really are and I don't know like for a while I didn't know if I would have a solid group of friends in LA I think it took me a while and I know LA also has a bad reputation for like toxic people but I've also I've seen negative people every city that I've Mm -hmm, I've been in it's not just LA it just kind of gets a bad rep for that but I don't think any city or town is immune to people like that. Um, And, yeah, I think your BS radar just kind of gets stronger the older you get. And you're like, I don't have time for half-assed friendships. Like, we have so much going on. And it's a two-way street. and You just have to nourish those close friends that are actually worth your time and energy.
1: Yeah, especially I am obviously – planning a wedding right now and I've always envisioned a huge wedding but in order to have a huge wedding you have to have like a lot of friends (laughs) you have to like like truly like a lot of people and you really gotta like them because you're spending like 50 bucks
0: that's a thing also when I was like I'm gonna have a massive wedding my entire you know Mm -hmm. every person I've ever come into contact with is invited and now I'm like no, you have to you have to literally pay for their food, <laughs> like yeah. other things. I'm like, do I do I like you?
1: Do Luna? I really like you?
0: Yeah. So that like it's smaller and smaller. It's a good way to to weed out, you know. Which sounds harsh, but honestly, like you have to be selective with your time and energy because it's not it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. You gotta. I'd rather nourish the relationships that I actually yeah. care about and see as a lifer versus just a moment in time. The evolution of quality to quantity of friendships is inevitable, but the truth is there's usually like at least one person in your life that is close to you that doesn't have the best intentions for you or wants what's best for you. And this comes in many forms. There's in red flags. So we're going to discuss red flags or signs that you may need to reconsider the friendship.
1: Did we ever just like address the (laughs) elephant in the room with like, are we best friends with those people still? Our situations are
0: different a little bit. My friend that a lot of people are are talking about <laughs> or at least addressing to me, it's not really resolved. It's mm-hmm. it's I would I consider it in my mind like it's a it's a step back, it's a break and it's like time to reassess and like have clarity like mostly on my end. I need time to figure it out and it's longer than I anticipated. It's been like almost like five years, (laughs) which did not expect at all, considering this is like a very long friendship um, for me. But you just got to take as much time as you need to figure that out. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it is years. Maybe it's forever, but I, I think every situation is different. But it's not selfish to take time back just to see if, you know, anything could potentially be repaired there if it's worth it to you. Sometimes it's not worth it fixing it, but
1: So yours is pending.
0: Mine is is pending for sure. Mine's dead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The cord has been cut. The cord has been cut. It is done. It has been buried. Mm -hmm. It has been put away. Mm -hmm. And And it's like. That's okay. It was necessary. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of red flags that I didn't listen to. Basically, long story short, just to kind of give you guys a background, just because I don't want to just be mysterious about it all, because I'm an Mm -hmm. open book. Honestly, I don't give two Fs. But (laughs) I had a best friend in college from my sophomore Mm -hmm. year till my senior year, and we were like together everywhere we went and Mm. we were in the same sorority we had so much in common I thought and Mm. I would probably say it was one of the most toxic friendships I've ever been in and it was painful most of the time because everything was my fault and I believed it I thought I was the problem and then I moved out to LA and I was kind of spaced away from it all separated Mm -hmm. and I realized holy shit it's I'm actually not the problem at all and (laughs) crazy how that happens yeah I I cut the cord we stopped being friends I would say spring break 2015 so I had just moved out to LA and I had been living there for a few months and something happened and I was just like I'm done and that Mm -hmm. was it so that's the tea that you guys probably were desiring from this but (laughs) that's (laughs) that's that and that's life you know exactly we've we've talked since then and we're obviously like cool with each other but it's just it's done
0: it's yeah it's never going to be repaired
1: and I don't want it to be
0: and that's good to know for people who are going through that slash don't have the the courage yet to initiate a breakup it's Mm -hmm. good to know and hear probably that you're fine, and you're great, and you're thriving, and, and I you feel friends. so much better. It's like a weight off of your chest to not mm-hmm. have that person in your life, especially so close to you. So it's a it's a good thing. I found this quote,
1: and it said that people aren't inherently toxic. So I'm not saying it was her. I'm not saying it was me that was toxic. It's just the, dy- the dynamic that you guys create together is what's toxic. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. – that's a big ass red flag and i was just ignoring it for so so long
0: i i agree with this i usually refrain from calling people toxic mm-hmm. because it's it's it is like are they inherently toxic i think it's mostly like you two people can be destructive to each other Definitely. out of spite out of jealousy out of not seeing eye to eye on on important issues or you know relationship deal breakers and that's also why it really hurts to lose A friend who also may be thriving with a mutual friend, and their relationship may be fine. At least on the on the outside looking in, maybe it's also horrible together. But it sucks to see them like you know thriving and being like friends, and like oh, like why can't we be like that? But at the end of the day, if you know in your gut that you aren't good for each other, it's probably time to reconsider the value of this friendship. Definitely another red flag. The differences between a friendship that is fixable and when it's not. So growing apart versus toxicity. Um, I kind of talked about this earlier, but the amount of like good friends I had in college is so different from now. Like we just moved across the country and we're, you know, just naturally grew apart and we don't have to keep in constant contact. And I think it's nothing happens. So it's not like it can't be fixed. It's fixable. It's just, it's not toxic by any means, but there is also a different (laughs) difference in that. Like
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I once had a best friend growing up. This was kind of my first experience losing a friend. I was in middle school and it was one of those friendships that she wasn't like the best influence on me, but I didn't really realize it at the time. My family did not like her. She wasn't really nice to her family either. And it kind of rubbed off on me a little bit, but We were close for like many years in in middle school until I got a boyfriend, like my first like more serious boyfriend, if you you will, serious in air quotes when I'm in seventh grade. But she – it started like rubbing off on our friendship. Like she was very jealous of it and she started ganging people up against me. She started ganging up people against him, kind of bullying his appearance and just like rallying the troops against – and it was – so hurtful at the time because we were someone who I considered, you know, so close and Mm -hmm. someone I thought I would be friends with for life at the time. And it was something as simple as getting a boyfriend and and her not liking that because I was spending less time with her and it kind of ruined that dynamic. And it was wild how it's like all those experiences just kind of went to shit because she was jealous over a boy.
1: And that was like devastating to me in middle school. But oh, yeah. I mean, if a friendship isn't going to make you feel something super – like, obviously, friendships don't have to be happy all the time. But no. if they're making you feel anxious or angry for things that are, like, Ooh. just natural for, like, a seventh grader to, like, have a boyfriend. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, right? Red flag.
0: <laughs> and And that also hits hard when you say, like, Friendships shouldn't make you feel like anxious or angry all the time. And obviously, yeah, you can have moments of that. And mm-hmm. not all friendships are gonna be like so amazing. You're gonna have your moments. And I think those moments too can make the relationship even stronger over time. But that th- that one hits hard for me with the falling out slash break that I'm currently on with my the pending friendship. The pending friendship, because it was a friendship that has been, you know going on for 10 plus years and they say if you've been friends with someone for 10 years like you're Their you're a life, you're a lifer and your family for sure she is and it's tough because i i started feeling really that's what i started noticing like physical symptoms like i was feeling really anxious around this person i was feeling angry i was feeling like i, w- I would physically shake just knowing i, yeah, was I remember close you
1: talking about it to her
0: exactly and it was like i would literally have to kind of like live i was living my life around this feeling. So I would try to stay in class as long as possible or not go home so that I didn't have to be around them because mm-hmm. I didn't like how I felt just just being around that situation. And that's not like healthy. So I think, yeah, when it started affecting my life and like my well-being, that's when I was like, okay, I need to actually take a step back from this.
1: Obviously, another one that is a huge red flag, and this is one that I will just own up to for college was when they talk about you to other people in a negative way and you have to hear about it from the other person because we're girls like we talk about people and the thing is is like Mm -hmm. if I were ever to talk about someone odds are I'm doing it in more of a like I need to vent and I need to figure out how I'm feeling Mm-hmm. As opposed to talking shit. And yeah. in college, I would always talk about the friendship that I had. And i talk about it with my guy friends. Because as you know, during this time, I was best friends with a ton of guys. We had the same group of friends. And I would mm-hmm. need to talk about it with someone that wasn't, you know, you. Because you didn't live there and you weren't around. And yeah, I would just talk about it. And then – they would go to her and tell her that they were just trying to help me and trying to get the friendship back. Mm
0: -hmm. And she
1: would take that as me trying to sabotage. Mm. Whereas then she would go to the friends and literally talk shit. And I'd had to find out through my friends that were in a different sorority that she would talk about how annoying I was whenever I wasn't around. And they didn't tell me until we had already graduated. And I'm like, oh my you God. let me waste that time. And it's just like knowing there's a difference between talking about, so- talking about someone versus talking negatively about someone. And I
0: think what you were doing is you... You wanted to express it so that you can work out your feelings because you you cared about her enough to want to come to a resolution. You didn't Mm want to just bottle it up and then just like talk shit and just, you know, stay stagnant in the relationship. You're trying to work through it, even hear some advice, whether it was, you know, you wanted to hear it or not and, and, you know, know how to approach her. And mend it versus her taking that as talking shit. Sabotage. And, and that's also just, yeah, girls, you know, we we create shit in our minds. And when we don't ad- confront it, like, she should have confronted you about it head on and be like, is this true? Like, is this what you were doing instead of trying to, you know, she was fe- probably felt inferior, like, had it in her mind that you were talking shit about her. So she had to do the same thing to you. And that's just mm-hmm. an unhealthy cycle. <laughs> it was definitely, like,
1: once again – Toxic dynamic. Mm-hmm.
0: And another red flag is if they put you down to boost themselves up. And I think a lot of women can do this. And we're all guilty of it at some point. Absolutely. And it's natural to, you know, feel inferior at times. But I think if if it's a true friend, they should root for you. They should praise you and lift you up even, even if they're down. That's the key is not just a- – Rooting for you and your friendship if you both are up. So, you you know, your successes should be their successes. And if they're not truly wanting the best for you publicly and privately, then, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not a true friend and that's
1: destructive and that's ugly. And then there's the obvious, which is when the trust is broken and can you have a – you can't have a friendship without trust. And I think Lauren Conrad showed us that. Elsie
0: set standard and we're like "Hmm."
1: Heidi broke my trust and it's done from there and Heidi just never understood that there couldn't be a friendship without that basic foundation and she kept trying to force it and when the trust is broken the trust is broken that's it you can't have your boyfriend spreading rumors saying that you have a sex tape with your boyfriend and, and <laughs> think
0: it's fine <laughs> it's, it's not fine
1: <laughs> oh. oh what a good one I hate when my she friends hit- do that
0: I know, right? Anyway, those are some red flags to look for. Obviously, there there are others and those are just kind of like the main ones that we've especially been mm-hmm. through and experienced and are ones to look out for. But now we can talk about how to break it up because that's the hard part is once you've seen the red flags or acknowledge them, come to grips with them. There
1: weren't like a lot of things to write down for this because it's so hard to do and Obviously, it, we don't have sucks. a lot of experience in
0: it. I think first you got to mentally prepare because yeah. you got to hope you got to hope for the best, prepare for the worst. And that's only if you want to give it a chance to mend. Um mm-hmm. I don't recommend trying if it's not worth it and if they're like really just, you know, if you need to cut them out, you got to cut them out. So
1: but just prepare for it not to go great. Cuz no one, I mean, no one wants to get broken up with even if it's just a friendship, which in my opinion is like Mm-hmm. Oh, way more hurtful than oh it is because you, you tell everything to that person they've seen every single part of you probably quite literally uh, <laughs> and not Troll. like a sexual way but like you know you're near mm-hmm. college and your girls you change in front of like Caitlin's seen my boobs probably more than Cody's seen <laughs> my boobs just thinking about that snapchat of your boob shadow it's still my favorite <laughs> it's just like you know what I mean? It's, it's almost like you're rejecting that. Exactly. And it, it also sucks more
0: because a lot of people get into relationships and they don't have a friendship with that person before. Like Alex is the first guy I've ever dated that I was actually friends with before. Mm-hmm. So like before when you were just breaking up with like a romantic relationship, it's like you're not losing this foundation of friendship. You never were friends before mm-hmm. I mean, most of the time. It sucks not talking to that person every day after and it's weird, but when you lose a friend it's like yeah you lose that person you talk to every day but also all the fun times you had together and then just like the little you know
1: experiences and it's just there's so much more at stake the way you actually do the friendship breakup is going to vary person to person depending on the situation and the friendship and what has been done totally. some things could be just can't be undone and you just cut it cold and that's that but then there's obviously ones that it's just not working out where you have to be respectful and you you have built such a long friendship with them and it's it might just Mm -hmm. be you guys drifted apart and there's just nothing in common anymore and you just got to be respectful obviously you're not going to be like I'm done with you but you just (laughs) kind of know that that. Friendship is over, and when you move forward, you're not talking shit about them. And also, I feel like for me, whenever we had this falling out, the friendship breakup, ours happened when I was home from college or home from LA, and she was still in college, and we just had like a verbal, just drunk fight. And from that point, oh, that's- So Mm -hmm. this is like what not to do. (laughs) We (laughs) just did not talk at all. And there were so many things left unsaid because obviously when you're drunk, you don't, you get caught up in the feelings and the emotions are heightened and everything like that versus when you've got your shit together and you can figure out like, this is why this happened X, Y, and Z. We didn't speak from that moment until quarantine. I'm pretty sure. Seriously? So, well, I mean, we would like say, LOL, yeah. like this kind of stuff. But we didn't have that closure breakup. Yeah. Actual adult conversation, like ones that Heidi and Lauren would have until mm-hmm. this past March, April, where we just basically were like, yeah, that was bad. And she apologized and I apologized. And- That's nice that you got your closure now, even yeah. if it's years later my advice is
0: to have an open raw honest conversation with this person sober mm-hmm. both parties sober and in person if you can i know not all the time it's it's realistic especially with you know the current state of the world now but it i think it definitely helps to to be able you're more empathetic when you're in person with each other definitely and Preparing ahead of time, not even just mentally, but you know, you could like if you need to write down stuff. Like I've had to write down points that I want to hit because I tend to get caught up in my emotions in the heat of the moment, and I want to stay mm-hmm. focused. And I even talked to a I talked to a counselor before ha- having a conversation with this person just to get their insight and how I can address this respectfully because there were multiple underlying issues with my situation um, and I didn't exactly know how to best go about it. So that really helped to getting an outside perspective, even if you don't even have to go to a counselor, but even if it's, you know, like your, your parent or a friend that's removed from the situation. I talked to Sarah a lot too when I was going through this because she was removed from it and she wasn't in my inner circle of friends that we were going through this. So I felt like it was nice to talk to you because you didn't have any skin in the game and you weren't going to try to sabotage the relationship, you know what I mean? Like you just had helpful advice and how to, you know, go about it. And you were also going through some shit with that as well, so that helps. But yeah, they may not want to hear it when you when you talk to them. They may not agree with you. They may be defensive.
1: So, but having that final talk is is crucial. And I mean, um, look at freaking the hills. Sorry to constantly. Reference the hills, but no, I it's, feel it's like literally it's the Bible so helpful for it friendship. It's a great, it's a Bible. It's a guidebook. Watch and it. Heidi <laughs> was constantly being like Lauren, oh. Lauren, 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 and I finally feel like once they had. That talk on the yacht, the one that you were talking about earlier when they're like oh, crying, God. it's like that really was <sighs> the final goodbye. It was the closure that talk that mm. they needed? Where I mean, I don't think they were both sober, but from that point <laughs> on, definitely were not. It was easier for them to move on.
0: I think they, even though they were definitely intoxicated during that conversation, it wasn't their first conversation about it by any means, but I felt like it was very it was handled very maturely. Definitely. And they they cried and they god, you just felt like you just knew that in that moment they felt like it sucked because they loved each other as you know and in all the memories they had together, but they knew that there was no future Saving for it. that friendship, and that was that's the hardest part, but it can be done ma- maturely, even if it's emotional and devastating at the time but people don't always come into your life for the purpose of forever, forever. and that's just the hard reality a season, a reason or a season, a blessing or a
1: blessing amen sis. so so how to hmm. handle it, which I don't know if. If we're exactly the best to be dishing this advice because some things are handled better than others and obviously, like, I didn't handle it very well. But I feel like I've not handling it the best opened my eyes to handling friendship fallouts in the future. Does that make sense? Totally. Probably. Mm -hmm. And like you said, not all friendships are supposed to be forever ones and that's just something you Mm -hmm. really got to – Home onto. I saw this quote exactly. earlier that was it. Like struck me, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like this is. I'm woke now because I read this quote, <laughs> and it said, "Forgiveness is not owed just because someone longs for it." Who that and, hits hard. Yeah, and if this is like a toxic dynamic friendship that you're, you know, dealing with, zing. That hurts because whether you're the one that longs for forgiveness, you gotta know that no one owes that to you
0: Mm-mm. and you don't
1: owe that to anyone your feelings are your feelings and that's that and it's valid and I'm a forgiver by nature like mm-hmm. I don't like any bad blood and
0: but even I even had to move on from a another friendship in recent years Sarah I know you know who I'm talking about someone who I worked with and also had a friendship with oh shit I forgot and mm-hmm. and like I consider them a good friend and we had you know working relationship together, and. It was – I'm kind of salty with this, but it's fine now. But I – it was – I genuinely forgot about this. Yeah. It's, it's it's just the most bizarre thing to me still. I basically, this person ghosted me out of nowhere. Like, we were, were talking normal, and then one day she just didn't respond to my text. And That's
1: we, so were, we talked about
0: potentially going on a trip that weekend. So then I was like, oh, gosh – are they okay? And I started getting so worried that they weren't fine and they weren't on social media all week. And I was like, oh my God, I almost reached out to her mom because I was like, I don't know if this per- if she's okay. Did she get in an accident or something? And then she popped up on social media a week later and I was like, this is so bizarre. I left her so many voicemails and calls and reached out to her on every single platform. I didn't get a response for nine months. <laughs> okay, you guys, nine months. Someone who I was just friends with and worked with and- they basically and during those nine months, it ate me up. I couldn't sleep for a while. She was always in my dreams. I was my brain was mm-hmm. trying to process this because I thought I had I thought I had done something wrong, and I was trying to think of any possible reason how I could have wronged this person. And basically, what I wanted to say about this was she ended up coming back nine months later and kind of asking for forgiveness and said it had nothing to do with me at all. She was just going through shit. Wanted to meet up. Wanted to rebuild build. And it was the strangest thing because obviously I, I, I needed that. First of all, that, that closure totally knowing it wasn't me. And sometimes it's not even about you. Sometimes these people that, you know, are being toxic to you or doing you dirty, just are going through internal battles, but that's, that's totally fine. But at that point there was no rebuilding. I don't you don't need forgiveness. I, I It was great closure for me. I'm glad I got it. Mm-hmm. But it was it was hard for me that I just didn't respond to that final text. I was like, I don't owe you anything. No, you can't just keep waiting three months to respond to me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Lisa gave you time Ooh. to like really reflect on the situation.
0: It did. And it, it showed me that clearly I didn't mean – enough to this person if they're going to continue mm-hmm. to treat me like that even if it was an internal thing it, it's I, c- I can't do that to my mental health it was not healthy for me
1: to it keep thinking i did something wrong to tango it does it does
0: it's a, and, friendship is a two-way street and yeah that's the tea
1: we cannot control anyone besides ourselves it's narcissistic to think you can oh yeah i liked that quote i mean that is so applicable to that situation it's it's amazing so yeah i know you can't control how she perceives your friendship and while you might have been like gung-ho and would have done anything to be her friend clearly wasn't reciprocated and that's okay wasn't supposed to be forever no exactly It was a few chapters
0: in the in the book of my life Mm -hmm. and that chapter has moved on
1: amen sis another thing (laughs) Whenever you're handling the friendship breakup, my biggest, biggest, biggest tip is to always be the one to come out on top and by not talking negatively to your friends because a lot of them still have friendships with said person. And while you might not be friends with them, you want to be the better person who's not talking shit and putting people in awkward positions, even if they did something horrible or anything like that. You... Obviously can lean on other friends, but obsessing can hurt someone
0: yeah and if you do need to talk to someone, I suggest talking to your family first if you can because obviously they always want the best for you and you know you can trust them or someone that you trust that's removed from the friend group like I said I talked to Sarah and my family about this and or if you need to talk to a counselor or a therapist someone with no skin in the game that mm-hmm. can give you like sound advice and want the best for you and not turn it around and start talking shit about because you don't want to drag other friends into this and no
1: that's when shit gets make it about messy. about
0: which I'll be honest I I did a little bit at the time <laughs> and because I was so angry and it yeah. wasn't I wasn't trying to bring people into it but it just naturally happened and then I regretted that because I was like that's not cool of me and mm-hmm. I recognize that
1: well we're not I'm also at fault
0: no no, absolutely not. I hope no one thinks that we think we're above and have it all figured out because clearly,
1: we knows. do not. <laughs> that's, that's the tea, that's on, the French, tea. On, <laughs> on friendship breakups. <laughs> is that, does that answer your true and false question? Uh, I hope so. Mine is pending. Sarah's <laughs> is over. That's
0: the tea. It fucking sucks. I'm not going to lie. It eats me up a lot. And um I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I feel like – I'm still a work in progress.
1: Yeah. Once you get to your late 20s, early 30s, I feel like it's smooth sailing from there. I hope. I hope so too. Because I just can't imagine having problems that are so big Mm -hmm. happening with my friendships that I currently have just because we're all at the point where – we're mature and we're handling things by talking it out before it gets too big.
0: And now you're not like – you're not dealing with, you know, I feel like Alcohol. so much drama happens when you're younger. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes.
1: Sororities. And, and just prob- mm-hmm.
0: Popularity. And just so many superficial things yeah. that come up. That Stealing don't matter. Friends. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Totally. If I ever
0: met anybody like that, now I'd be like, no, get out of <laughs> – I'm not associating with you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Goodbye. Believe it or not, not the most important thing. In case you can't tell by our <laughs> analytics, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying we're like Buddha when it comes to toxic friendships and all that stuff, but we've been through plenty, and we've come mm. out on the other side, still with friends, still like I, I've got friends, I, I just don't have a lot of them, and that's okay. And yeah, I love quality it that over quantity mm-hmm. for sure. I'd way rather have that. Yeah. I'm like, if I can have like five people, I can like call at any time. Amazing. That I know would be there for you at the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. That's way more important. Because when I was in college, I remember just being so down, especially, you know, struggling with an eating disorder in college and you just can't – you can't talk about that kind of stuff with a lot of people and I just didn't know where to turn mm-hmm. and – I needed one of those type of people and they weren't there. And I just remember thinking, like, is it going to be like this forever where I don't know who to talk to? Sorry, I'm getting emotional. Sarah,
0: (laughs) crime on my period. (laughs) That shit sucks if you feel like you're alone during when it actually matters most, you know? And I hope if anyone else is feeling that, that – You know that there are good people out there who do want the best for you and will lift you up. And if you don't have them around you now, it doesn't mean that they're not out there.
1: Your time will come. Yes. You'll have some lifeies.
0: Yes. Sarah's my lifer.
1: Don't make me cry more. (laughs) So obviously you'll find your people eventually and it's just a matter of time. And if you're Mm -hmm. going through something, just know there's better things ahead and better friendships and I mean, you can listen to this podcast and you can hear that there's great things in your future. You'll have a Kara exactly. friendship and it'll be great. You will. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. She's out there. I appreciate you. Sometimes. Bitch. So I hope this episode was able to help anyone. You know, you might mm-hmm. be going through some different phases of friendships in life and just know we're here for mm-hmm. you. We've been through it. We've- had pending friendships, and I, we've had broken up friendships, and mm-hmm. you can come out better on the Both other are side. Okay. Yeah. We're doing good. I would say so. Sometimes.
0: <laughs> Not every day. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> this is getting too dark. <laughs> Speaking of friends, next week we have another friend, Ooh. another loaded guest on the podcast, and it's somebody that you've been requesting over and over. And we're so excited to have him on.
1: So I guess at this point, you guys probably know it's Sean freaking O'Donnell. Freaking O'Donnell. Uh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I love talking to him. And (laughs) I I I, feel like it's going to be a long episode. It's definitely going to be a long one, especially because... I remember when we first became friends with them, everyone was like, what the fuck? Why are you friends with them? And I was like, I don't I don't really know. So maybe we'll get you some to answers. You to finally talk
0: about how you guys are, even know each other.
1: So next week's episode won't be the most mature conversation. I'm sure we'll have moments of – I'm hoping this,
0: this episode balances yes. out
1: that because I'm sure there'll be some funny stories that Sean will just be dying to share because he's seen us through our actual worst. Super cute.
0: So get excited for that episode. It'll (laughs) be great. On that note, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and we can't wait to see you guys next Tuesday. See you
1: next Tuesday. See (laughs) you next Tuesday. Don't forget to rate us. Five stars. (gasps) Rate us. Review us. Oh, yeah, review us maybe a
0: shout-out. Yeah, you can be a shout-out in our next episode. (laughs)
1: See you next Tuesday, bitches.